G'day, welcome to the Fasting Highway podcast. I'm Graham Curry, your host from Perth, Australia. I lost 60 kilos or 132 pounds living an intermittent fasting lifestyle, and I successfully maintained that weight loss now, coming up two years. I wanted to bring this series of podcasts to you to give you an insight into what it's like to living an intermittent fasting lifestyle. I'm also the author of the book, The Fasting Highway, which is a story of my journey overcoming chronic addiction to fast food and sugar and taking that walk from morbid obesity to normality. So sit back here with us on the Fasting Highway in the next few weeks and listen to some inspiring guests and some experts in the intermittent fasting community. Thank you for joining us. Enjoy the show. G'day. Welcome to the Fasting Highway podcast and this is episode 96. So today I'm delighted to be joined by Marcy LaMasters, who's from Middletown, Missouri, where she lives with her husband of 33 years, and she has two sons, aged 31 and 21. And she's worked in a veterinary clinic for some 26 years with cattle and horses. And Marcy's been the classic yo-yo dieter through her life, gaining and regaining and trying all sorts of things. And she did some fasting for religious reasons a while back, and then she picked it up again after reading Delay Don't Deny by Jen Stevens and also my own book, The Fasting Highway, got her going on her journey. And she hasn't looked back since. And here to tell us about that amazing journey so far is Marcy LaMasters. Oh, g'day Marcy and welcome to The Fasting Highway and thank you so much for joining me today. Good day. Good day to you too. No, I follow you a bit on Instagram actually and I find you very inspiring. I've really been looking forward to getting you on the podcast and hearing your story. So Marcy, for those around the world that don't necessarily know your story, if you wouldn't mind giving us a bit of that backstory about how you actually found your way to intermittent fasting and any problems with weight and health you had in your life. Oh, wow. Um, I tell people jokingly that uh, if anybody had an excuse to be overweight, it was me. Um, I was born overweight. Uh, I weighed 11 pounds, 10 ounces when I was born. I, I looked that up for those of you in Australia that I was uh, five kilograms when I was born. And um, I'm the baby of four in my family. Uh, my mother had gestational diabetes with me. Um, she wasn't diagnosed until after she had me. But um, yeah, I, I, I started out as a very big child. Um, and, uh, have, I'm 52 years old now and have just been on a weight loss journey pretty much my whole, whole life. Um, but, uh, I, I, I neglected to, uh, quite introduce myself a little bit there. Um, I live in Missouri in the United States and, uh, have a husband and, and two grown sons. Uh, I work full time at a veterinary clinic six days a week for, uh, with cattle and horses and, um, enjoy my work. Um, but I sit at a desk a lot, so I'm pretty sedentary for the most part. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I've, my weight's been up and down my entire life. When I was younger, my mother tells me that when I was young, uh, some, somewhere in there, um, after I was born, I was sick. So I lost some of that weight, um, and stayed pretty small through grade school. But when I got into 
junior high is when I, my first recollection of really um, having some trouble with my weight. That's when I, I really first remember those, those weight issues coming on um, and didn't even know anything about dieting really per se. So I, the first diet I remember ever going on was when I was a junior um, in high school. I just finished my junior year in high school. That summer before my senior year in high school, I went on my first diet. Um, and basically, um, just, it was basically counting calories, sort of. Uh, I, di I didn't know a lot about counting calories, but it was really restrictive, is, is what I, I remember being in, in high school. Um, I, I've never been obese, but I was overweight. Um, at 150 pounds, I'm, I'm five foot three inches. During that time, during that summer, I started losing some weight and I, I lost, I, I think I got down to around 120 maybe, uh, something like that. Uh, I know when I started college, that's right around where I was, was right around 120, but really struggled to maintain that, that, that weight loss really struggled because it was so restrictive. Um, so I went to college and, and, uh, started packing on a little bit of weight. And I think they say in college, freshmen always gain weight that first year. And, and I was typical. I, I gained a little bit of weight, uh, met my husband that year and, um, we got married. And then once we got married, I had, uh, within a few years, I had a, a two boys. And so that weight just, just piled on my first pregnancy. I remember I really gained uh, quite a bit of weight, um, but you know, I was pregnant. So that was an excuse to go ahead and, and keep overeating. And I gained quite a bit. Uh, it was just whatever diet I could come up with weight watchers. Um, it didn't really matter. Um, you know, I, I tried anything shakes, uh, that you would drink like meal replacement shakes. I would try that one, I think was called the way down diet. I don't even remember. I just remember the name of it. I don't even remember what all it involved, <laughs> but I, I tried a lot of different things during that time. And I would lose weight. If I set my mind to it, I could get the weight off pretty easy, but it was always very restrictive. I, I would just not eat hardly anything at all. And, um, I'd get the weight off the weight would, if I was determined, I would get the weight off really quick, but it always came back on. Uh, it just seemed like it, it, it always just came right back on. And, um, about 150 pounds was usually what I would always end up going back to no matter how much I lost. I always went back to 150 as I got older, uh, that number started going up higher. Um, and then it, then it would be, oh, 155 would be the max I would go. And I would think, well, I need to, I need to diet again. So I'd, I'd get the weight off, be down around 125, but I could never, ever maintain that. I, I tried many things. Um, I actually even fasted during that time, but I wasn't fasting to lose weight. Um, uh, our, our church would have a fast, um, you know, for religious reasons. And so I would, I would fast for that. Um, and I would lose some weight, but, uh, I was doing it for different reasons, reasons. So the, the weight always came back, you know, have some good experiences with that, but I didn't know how to do that for, for the weight loss. 
And so it always, you know, once that time frame was up that we were, were fasting as a church or for personal reasons or whatever, I, it, I always went right back to my same eating patterns. Uh, several years ago, uh, I came across, and, and I don't even remember how I came across this, um, but I came across Jen's book um, called Delay, Don't Deny. I, I think at the time I had been doing keto um, and I tried keto uh, like three different times. And each time I could do it for about three months. And once that three months was up uh, and, and I enjoyed it and I always lost weight. Uh, but I don't know, something I would just trigger and I would feel like I was going to go crazy after three months of keto. And so I would just, I would start eating carbs again. The carbs would gradually go up. Um, I would incorporate some fasting with the keto um, each time, but it just seemed like it never really clicked with me. And so at some point I discovered uh, Jen's book, Delay, Don't Deny. And I started reading that. And um, it just, it seemed so easy. It made so much sense to me. And so I began to fast um, and I did lose weight. It made a lot of sense to me because I, uh, I my, my mother had it and um, uh, we first discovered it with her. She had a lot of um, issues, diabetes, um, liver disease, a, a lot of problems. So that's how I found it. I was tested because of my mother. After that, because of that, having to go through that di diagnosis um, and, and some treatment for that, which, which isn't, uh, uh, wasn't a horrible thing. It, it was just simply just getting some blood taken out. Um, but it can cause a lot of symptoms like depression. Um, it can cause arthritis. Um, it can cause many things like that. Um, and so it, I felt a lot better because of the treatment at the time, because I had so many things going on, on the fasting just kind of went to the side. And I thought, well, I have to eat, you know, before I give blood, you know, I, and there was always an excuse to um, let it go to the side. Um, but somehow I think I knew that I would eventually come back to it. The weight gradually crept back on. Um, it just slowly kept, kept coming back on. And so it wasn't until this year discovered your book, actually, um, I was at a point where my son was getting ready to get married. I was wanting to lose some weight for his wedding, but I was had lost weight and gained it back so much that even a huge event in my life, like my son getting married, um, was not enough motivation for me to really um, dig in and, and try to lose the weight. I had just given up at that point. Uh, Premenopausal, I, I just thought there's no way this weight is ever going to come off. And so I had just given up and I was wearing a size large in most things. Um, I wear my clothes a little bit baggy. So I was, I had a lot of extra large I was starting to buy. And I just, I got rid of a lot of smaller clothes, um, especially anything that remotely looked like an athletic clothing. <laughs> I used to run at one point I ran and I got down the smallest I'd ever been. I got down to 109 pounds, um, just from running and, um, so I, I got rid of all of that stuff. I just, I, I had just resigned myself. This is it. I'm done. Um, and one day I was uh, looking on uh, the Kindle. I was looking for a, a, a different book. I don't even remember what I was looking for at the time. And I ran across your book, The Fasting Highway. 
And I had, uh, because I was searching for a different book, I had signed up for the Kindle, like the um, Kindle, whatever it is, where you can get download different, unlimited, I think is what it's called. And your book showed up there. And at that particular time, I don't know if it still is, but in Kindle Unlimited, I could read it for free. And, um, but I loaded it on my phone and um, I started reading it. And it just really resonated with me. And um, because I had already read um, a, a couple of books from Dr. Fung, you know, years before um, when I had fasted. Um, but uh, so I knew a lot of the um, science behind it. But um, just your story just motivated me so much. It was exactly what I needed at the time to motivate me um, to to, and give me hope that, yeah, this will work. Um, and I know it will work because I've done it in the past. Seeking out, um, maybe even unconsciously, something that, that was not a diet. I, I just absolutely knew that I was not going to diet again. I just I just knew in my mind that I had I'd given up, that I was not looking for another diet. I wanted something that was going to be a lifestyle um, that was truly going to be a lifestyle, not just another diet that's called a lifestyle. It's really not. It's just a diet. Um, but I wanted something I knew that I could do for the rest of my life. I knew that fasting was because I had the experience doing it before. So when I started, I read your book and I immediately, the same day I started reading your book, I immediately started fasting um, that's how easy it is. You don't have to go buy a product. You don't have to go buy a shake. You don't have to, you know, order another book. You don't have to do anything. You just start. And so I started then, and that was on June 10th. Um, I, I started pro with a, a longer, um, window. Uh, I didn't start out, uh, too crazy, uh, right at the bat, but it didn't take much. And I, within a very short period of time, by my son's wedding, the end of July, I had dropped, um, I think, 10 or 12 pounds um, by then. And um, so I was really excited about that. Um, since then, uh, uh, I, I lost some more. I, I lost 21 pounds starting June 10th until September 20th. And then I kind of hit a plateau. Um, from September 20th, I weighed 140, I think 0.8. I started at 162 on June 10th. I weighed 162, got down to 140.8 on September 20th. And from that time uh, until this week, uh, I stayed pretty much at 140.8 that whole time, maybe a, a pound more. Um, it would fluctuate a little bit. I was just stuck there. And lo and behold, this week, um, I finally started losing again. Um, I can't say that there's anything in particular that I did to get that, um, get that weight to start dropping off again. Um, but I think the big difference I saw this time um, than I've ever had before in fasting or anything else was um, my attitude is completely different. Um, and I think that's why uh, this time um, I didn't, didn't get upset about being on a plateau um, because my attitude is just so different. Just knowing that this is, if this is for life, then, you know, I'm, I'm not in a big hurry to get the weight off. Uh, I'm not in a big rush at all. And I'm really enjoying this fasting time so much better than I ever had before. Well, I think that's fantastic, Marcy, what you just talked about there. And just sort of circling back a bit, you're the typical sort of like a lot of us, the lifelong yo-yo dieter. You'd lose weight, 
gain weight, lose weight, gain weight, that sort of thing, which a lot of us have done and we can all resonate with. And a couple of references you made there to Jim Stevens, the New York Times bestselling author uh, of Fast Feast Repeat and a book you read, Delay Don't Deny, which I think a lot of people did. And thank you for referencing my own book as well, The Fasting Highway. And it's really thrilling to hear that it resonated with you. But when you first started coming to fasting, and it's important to note with people too, that even if you've only got 20 or 30 pounds to lose, it's as relevant as whether you've got 150 pounds to lose. Because 30 pounds off a small sprained body is a lot of weight, Marcy, as you know. And that 10 or 12 pounds that you lost before your son's wedding, I can only imagine how great that made you feel in the day. And when you looked at yourself in the mirror, and you look lovely in your dress and you're, you're with your son on his special day. That must have been truly special. But just when you started on June 10th, Marcy, what was your actual fasting protocol? What it- um, when, I, when I first started um, on June 10th, uh, I just, I, I quit eating my dinner in the evening. I'm actually, a, 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 my window is actually in the mornings. Um, I do better in the morning. Uh, I don't feel well when I eat in the evening for dinner. When I go to bed, I, I just don't feel well when I go to bed afterwards. And so um, I started by cutting out dinner. And so I would eat breakfast. Um, I would eat lunch. And um, usually by about, um, oh, 12.30 or 1 o'clock in the afternoon, I would be finished. Um <clears throat> And, and so that's how I started. So probably about um, from 6.30 in the morning till about 12.30, so like a six-hour window. Sometimes it would stretch a little bit longer. Um, so that's the way I started. Um, I probably did that for uh, maybe a couple of weeks. And then I gradually just shortened it back to, to 11.30. I tried to be done by 11.30. Um, I was always pretty much one meal a day um, with like a snack. Um, I would, most of my meal, um, would be towards the beginning. Um, like what you would call breakfast, um, between six 30 and seven, I actually started, um, and then I would have a snack. Then when I went to work later, it's kind of the opposite of what most people do. They usually start with a snack and then have their meal. Um, but that's how I started. And then I gradually, um, tightened that window down to um, one meal a day. Um, Right now I'm 23-1. That's one thing I love about fasting is on the weekend, my, uh, it's different. Um, Every Sunday, uh, my husband and I are usually going to church on Sundays. And so um, my routine is different. So I'll have breakfast either here at home or out with him. We'll go to a coffee shop or or something and we'll have breakfast and then go to church and then we eat lunch out um, afterwards. And so um, I'm eating out pretty much every Sunday um, and I'm having, um, it's, it's almost two meals. My, my breakfast isn't, I don't know if I'd consider that a meal or a large snack, but um, yeah, I really like 23-1. So I do that, but I have a morning window before I go to work. I love not having to take any food with me to work. Um, I make supper for my husband in the evening. And um, usually I'll make something that I know the next morning I can have as a leftover for my meal. So I really like the 23-1 a lot. It's a flexible lifestyle, isn't it? And everybody's got to find your own niche and what works for them. Some people love the 23-1. That's As you know, that's what I did through my weight loss phase, 23-1. and And for no other reason than it just suited life. Like I used to go to work, I'd come home, it'd be five o'clock. And I knew I'd eat in that period of an hour and that was it. I was done, you know. 
wash, rinse, repeat, do the same thing the next day. And now that I'm maintaining, um, like you, on, on the weekends, I have a different protocol. Uh, Saturday and Sunday, I love to go to a cafe with my wife, um, enjoy that special time with family and friends, and I do a 16 and 8 on the weekend. So it's important to note that you can choose your own fasting protocol. It doesn't have to be 23 and 1. It can be 16 and 8, 20 and 4. Some people do the ADF. Some people do extended fasting. Everybody has to find their own jam. But Marcy, when you first started also, let's talk about your eating window. Were you a person that was eating all the things or were you restricting anything at the time? Uh, I did not restrict anything. I, I ate everything, um, you know, whatever I wanted. Um, I I have not restricted the entire time. Um, I do try, try to sometimes, like, like Jen's book says, to delay. Um, there's sometimes I will delay things, um, but I don't restrict um, that's something I know down the road that I, um, probably need to clean up my diet a little bit more. Um, and, but I think that comes also with appetite correction. Um, I've noticed the appetite correction. There are foods that I desire, um, that a lot of times that, um, I, I, I want, um, healthier foods that I didn't before, um, I've noticed that has changed some. I I've, have not restricted um, like sugar. Um, that's something I know down the line will probably come, but I haven't restricted that so far. Yeah, I, I've just eaten e- eaten all the things, whatever, whatever. Um, it, it makes it life easier for me when we go out as well that I'm not restricting. Um, I think I restricted so long during my life that I was always counting calories or something and restricting that to start with, I thought I just need to get the fasting down um, and, and and give myself time. And then as I need to um, later on, I, I know according to how I feel, um, there's some things I have kind of eliminated just because they don't make me feel well, but not really. I, I really haven't re- restricted yet. I think that's important too, to make that distinction between restricting and delaying. I mean, sometimes if we want to get to our health goals, there are things that we have to delay. And some people that may be alcohol or with some people that may be, you know, fast food and a lot of sugar. They just have to take it out for a while and try to get that weight down and see if they can maintain it. But for me, I just knew that I found out the foods that didn't serve me well. And as you know, I was a fast food and sugar addict. So I cut those things out because I had to because I was addicted to them. But, you know, I've learned the difference now between moderation and addiction. And it's really interesting what you said there about how you sort of gravitated towards those higher quality foods. And having interviewed over 100 people on this podcast now, and the vast majority of them started off eating all the things. And then they gravitated towards wanting that higher quality food. And for me, I always like to say, instead of you can eat whatever you want, I like to say, I like to eat whatever makes me feel my greatest. And that seems to work for me. But what about the clean fast, Marcy? You obviously knew the science behind fasting um, and that sort of thing. Did you start with the clean fast straight away? Yeah, I did. Um, I didn't when I fasted before uh, several years ago. I did not clean fast. Um, 
I would drink um, diet drinks. I didn't drink, I, I don't drink a lot of diet soda. Um, I have before, but um, when I fasted, I drank, they have um, like a, a sparkling water, but I would get the ones with the flavors in it. Um, and especially if I was struggling, you know, I, it, it didn't make any sense because now that I do clean fast all the time, I know that if you clean fast, there will be a lot less struggle. And, but years ago, I did not clean fast and I did struggle more at times with it. Um, I eventually did clean up my fast before when uh, several years ago, but um, now, yeah, I completely clean fast. Um, I am a big tea drinker. I'm not a big coffee drinker. Um, coffee just does not set well with me. And so I'm a big tea drinker. Um, that's probably the uh, only thing that I actually really miss um, is during my fasting hours, I just have black tea or sparkling water or just tap water. Um, I do miss, I, I, I'm a big tea drinker. So we, we were always experimenting my husband and I with different types of loose leaf teas and um, different flavors um, different companies we would buy from. Um, I start out every morning when I break my fast, I usually have tea and biscuits. So, um, that's the tea, tea was, um, a, uh, not a food, but a drink that I've really enjoyed for years. And so now I'm just strictly black tea or green tea. Um, uh, on the weekend, if I'm home longer and my, and my window is a little longer, then I will enjoy the teas like an Earl Grey or something like that, that has a, a different distinct flavor to it. Um, but only in my window. For the newcomers uh, that may be listening to this podcast, what we're talking about there, the clean fast during our fasting period, we want to make that as clean as possible. So we usually just have things like black coffee, black tea, plain green tea, plain water, or sparkling water, plain flavored, and nothing else. Because otherwise, if you're adding things like diet sodas or you're adding cream to your coffee, that sort of thing, you don't want to be spiking that insulin. You want to keep that as low as possible to get the maximum benefit of it. And we find in our IF community, the vast majority of people find better results clean fasting than not. But also, Marcy, you told us there that you were a runner um, back in the day. How's the exercise looking for you now and now that you've lost a bit of weight? Is that something that you're really ramping up? Well, not really. Um, I I did run it one time years ago. Um, I actually had started losing weight. I had a goal in mind about this has probably been um, back in 2015, um, my husband and I were getting ready to celebrate, uh, an anniversary. And I, my goal was I wanted to get back in my wedding dress. And, um, at the time we got married, I think I probably weighed around 123. And, um, so that was my goal. I wanted to get back in my wedding dress and I started it around 150, um, back at the beginning of 2015, uh, maybe more the end of 2014. And so I started doing my typical, I just fell back into counting calories again. And um, I started walking. Um, my niece uh, was a personal trainer. And um, so she encouraged me to walk. And so I started on a treadmill walking. And um, 
so I, I walked quite a bit and um, the weight started coming off. I got um, one of those uh, watches that you can use to track your steps and all that. And one thing led to another and I started using my fitness pal app on my phone and I started recording my food and, and counting calories. And, and one thing led to another and I eventually started running. And um, so that year in 2015, I ran um, my first 5K. And um, my husband laughs and he says, I'm usually all or nothing, um, which is part of why fasting um, works so well for me. But um, once I, I started running, I had never been athletic in my entire life ever. I hate exercise. I have always hated exercise, never liked it at all. But I went um, in like a nine to 12 month period, I went from being completely sedentary to running um, half marathons. And I absolutely loved running. Um, I loved the, the, what they call the runner's high. Um, I, it didn't matter what the weather was. I, I absolutely loved getting out to run. And that when I started running, it just sped up my weight loss uh, tremendously. Um, so I got down to 109 pounds. I got back in my wedding dress. We had pictures taken in my wedding dress. Um, but because I progressed so fast from no exercise to all of a sudden, you know, I was running, I ran several half marathons. Um, it was just too hard on my body too soon. And I was going through the weight loss all at the same time. And so I ended, ended up um, having really bad IT band syndrome um, where that sci and the sciatic hurting, um, it would just shoot down the side of my leg into my knee. And um, the last half marathon I ran, I came in the very last person because that IT band was hurting so bad, I could not hardly function. And um, so... <clears throat> Had I not finished, if I had just quit, I think I, you know, it, it would have not been so bad. But um, I went to several doctors and they said that um, short of surgery, um, I had done too much damage to that. So uh, my running time was over. Um, that was one of my big regrets is I wish I had just kept stuck to the walking and just running casually, um, not worrying about racing. But uh, so I don't run anymore. So once I was not able to run, I switched to a gym uh, membership. Um, my kids were real big in um, uh, bodybuilding. And so they encouraged me as well. Um, and so I went to the gym and um, I, I, I did that for probably a year. Um, I did a lot of weightlifting. I put a little weight back on. I was only 109. I was actually looked very, very thin. Um, and I did put a little weight back on, uh, some built some muscle. Um, and then life just kind of got in the way. And I went back to work six days a week instead of four days a week. And one thing led to another. And I ended up just not taking the time to go to the gym. And um, so as you know, as a result, then the weight just crept back on. Um, I have started walking again recently. Um, I knew I needed to, to get some walking in. So I actually just kind of walk around the, my, my building there at work during the noon hour. Um, I usually will turn on your podcast, actually, and um, I make sure I try to watch um, or try to walk um, for at least half of your podcast um, or sometimes the whole podcast, depending on how busy it is at, at my job. 
And um, that has helped. Just walking um, has helped me tremendously. I can tell a difference in my stamina uh, when I'm out with my husband. And uh, if we're wanting to go for a walk or if we're on vacation or whatever, I can tell a big difference in just walking. So I'm doing my best now to just slowly build up my walking and not overdo it um, like I have in the past. Yeah, I think that's great. It's just those small steps, isn't it? And it all makes a difference, that's for sure. But Marcy, we talk about the non-scale victories and the health benefits of intermittent fasting. And obviously, you're a person that's got a small frame. You've lost that 20 or so pounds. How have you found the non-scale victories and the health benefits that have come from intermittent fasting? Um, I have had some non-scale victories. Um, I, in fact, I, I jotted a, a couple of these down um, when I knew I would um, be on here with you. Um, one of the biggest ones I noticed right off the bat was um, I always had a lot of digestive issues. And I, I mean, in, I always kept in my car, in my purse, and at home, I always kept um, like... Um, Tums. Um, I don't know if you have those there in, in Australia, but they're uh, like an antacid, um, chewable antacid. Um, I kept um, pills like they have um, Gas X, um, any kind of digestive aid um, pill to take. And I do not have to take those anymore. It's very, very rare now that I ever need anything like that at all. Um, also having the morning window for me has helped that as well because I'm not eating and then going and lying down. Um, so I am have been completely off of anything like that. Um, I also noticed, um, that my hair has gotten darker. Uh, I'm a redhead and, um, I thought, well, maybe it's just my shampoo I'm using or whatever. Um, but I noticed that my eyebrows had even gotten darker and um, I'm very fair skinned, but um, I thought that was kind of odd. I don't know that that has to do with um, IF, but I, I don't know what else it would be um, because I, I'm, I'm getting older and, and having more white hairs. And so um, I just thought that was um, something that I, I kind of equate to um, IF. Um, my hair has also grown faster, a lot faster. I, I also don't have as much trouble with um, one of the things with the I mentioned the hemochromatosis is dealing with um, depression and um, lower energy. Um, it took a while, but I eventually got to the point where I really see that um, some people talk in fasting about that euphoria and that energy. Um, I didn't have that at first. I was probably just started feeling that within the last month. Um, I really feel the energy level has really shot through the roof. And um, a lot of times later in, in the day in my fast, I almost have that euphoric um, feeling. I'm also weaning myself off some of those joint supplements um, from the arthritis, from the hemochromatosis. I've noticed that I've, I've been able to start weaning off of those. Um, my joints are feeling better. Um, so for me, that is like really a huge um, non-scale victory for me. Really big. Yeah, that's fantastic. That must be so freeing. And I think the health benefits that come from fasting are just so great. I mean, just this week, right, I was at the optometrist looking at my eyes and he said to me, your eyes are in really good shape. He said, your health of your eyes is fantastic. And he said, they haven't changed at all in the last two years since you had that initial improvement. And he started talking about the fasting. And I didn't even know that he remembered that I fasted and I hadn't seen him for two years. And he said, you've really kept that weight off, haven't you? And I said, yeah, I have. 
And he said it was interesting. I was, he told me he was at a conference for um, eye specialists. And the guy presenting said that the only thing diet related that he had seen to eyesight improvement was fasting. And then he said, but don't ask me questions about it. And so when he finished his talk and he asked for questions, people said, hey, tell us about that fasting in the audience because they wanted to know. So it, it was really interesting that he said that. And I think the message is certainly getting out. And speaking of which, what's it like where you live, Marcy, there in Missouri? Intermittent fasting community, is there many people you know that do it? No, not really. Um, it's funny because uh, the first, when I fasted a few, few years ago um, and I had read Jen's uh, book, Delay, Don't Deny, um, I actually, I only know one other person, um, that, that does intermittent fasting and she actually did lose quite a bit of weight. Um, and she, um, worked at, uh, our local, uh, post office and I was in one day and she had noticed that I had lost quite a bit of weight and she asked me about it. And I said, well, it's from intermittent fasting. And she said, oh my goodness, I was just looking up uh, intermittent fasting on the computer to learn about this. And so I gave her Jen's book and um, it was very exciting to see that then that she um, lost some weight. Um, and and so I, to my knowledge, she, she's no longer here at this post office, but to my knowledge, she's still um, fasting. She, I see pictures of her on Facebook occasionally and she looks wonderful. Um, so no, I don't, I don't really know a lot of people. Um, that's why I think it's um, so important to be uh, a part of like, I'm part of your um, Facebook group of the fasting highway, um, which I love by the way. Um, I've been a part of other fasting groups before and um, your fasting group to me um, feels very homey. I don't know if, if, if that's, it just feels like you're at home. Um, the people are very supportive. Um, it doesn't matter what your question is. Their people are very um, positive and very uplifting. Um, a lot of the groups I've been in, some are good, some not so good. Um, I've never been in one that was as uplifting and um, community and just almost feels like your family. It feels like you're sitting down with your family and your group. Um, so uh, I think that's important. I'm, I'm out here kind of in the country, out in the middle of nowhere. Um, I'm living in a community of about, you know, less than 200 people, probably 160 maybe or less. Um, so there, there's not, um, any interaction out here and any support. So the, um, Facebook group, I think is, um, very, very good. Um, you can use that search bar, any question you have, you can go look it up, but it's, it's been a great, great resource for me as well. Oh, thank you. That's very kind of you. And yes, the fasting highway is a global family. Um, we've got people from all over the world in that group, some 42 countries, so there's always somebody on there any time of the day or night to answer a question, and we keep a friendly vibe. So anybody out there that's looking for support, uh, come and join us here on the Fasting Highway. And thank you so much, Marcy. You're a valued member. But also, we talk about support networks with our fasting journeys, and obviously your husband that's been married, you've been married to him for 33 years. He's obviously hugely supportive of what you do. How's he been going with all this and your family in general? He is very supportive. Um, you know, he's been through most of the, you know, like I said, 30, 33 years, yes, of marriage. And so he's seen me go through a lot of these diets. Um, the thing I love with the fasting and I'm not restricting what I eat is when we do go out to eat, 
I don't have to be restricted as far as what restaurant. I don't have to, if he says, I'd like to go here or there, I don't have to say, well, I can't go there because they don't have something I, I can eat, you know? I, and so um, he's been very, very supportive. Um, but yeah, with the fasting, I think it's made it so much easier. Um, th- thank goodness he's not a picky eater as well. So, um, you know, I, I make dinner for him in the evening and it doesn't bother him. Um, to, to my knowledge, he's never said it bothers him that I don't sit down and eat with him. Um, I'm usually in the kitchen working in the kitchen while he's eating or, um, we'll sit and watch, you know, TV, a TV show together or something. And I'll just drink my tea while he's eating, but he has been very, very supportive and, and, um, regardless of what diet I've been on or what my weight is, he's always been very supportive. Yeah, that's fantastic. So what's your dream for intermittent fasting? I mean, obviously you're plugged into a global community um, through the Facebook group, The Fasting Highway, but what would you like? where would you like intermittent fasting to go in the future, Marcy? What would you like to have? I would love to see it. Um, more people um, uh, have the knowledge of intermittent fasting. And, and I think it takes, um, not everybody's going to pick up um, a, a, a weighty book like Dr. Fung's uh, books, um, like The Obesity Code. Um, not everybody is going to get into the science of that. But I think um, word of mouth, when people just see um, that, that your, your health is better, uh, when they see that the weight comes off, um, when they see that the weight stays off with me, my weight has been up and down so much my whole life that um, I've never maintained uh, my weight for very long. So now I can lose, you know, now I'm here at, at about 22, a little over 22 pounds that I've lost. And literally nobody has said anything. If they notice, they don't say anything. And I think that's because they've seen me um gain it and lose it so many times. But I think when they'll see um, that I will maintain this, um, I think that's when people, you know, will take notice. I, I would really like to see it um, the, the everyday, just the, the people like that that can share with a person in your everyday life and, and not have to necessarily get behind the science of it. And just the encouragement, just things like, like I said, like your book was such an encouragement to me because it was just, I knew that you were an everyday person that had experienced this and had such an amazing weight loss story. And as we share our story with people after they see it uh, in our own lives, I think that it will spread uh, uh, more because I really feel like this is something that, um, uh, I don't, I, I won't say that, um, necessarily that it's for every person. Um, but if you've been on that roller coaster weight loss struggle your whole life, it is definitely something, um, that I think, um, you should, um, incorporate into your life, um, for the long term. It's the first thing I have ever done in my entire uh, life with weight loss that I can see me doing for the rest of my life that I don't look at as a diet. It is not a diet. My mentality has been totally different um, with fasting. We're nearly out of time for the podcast, but before we go, I want to draw on some of your experience. And just for people out there that may be just sort of thinking about starting fasting or taking it up, what sort of advice would you give somebody that was just about to start today? Oh, I think the advice would I would give them first is make sure that you read <laughs> the fasting highway. Um, 
and or or Jen Stevens book, um, you know, the delay don't deny, uh, or one of those she um, she has other others out as well. Um, um, and, and it's so easy to start. Like I said earlier, you, you don't have to buy anything. Uh, uh, you, you may not save money because you'll, you'll spend it, um, on new clothes. Um, but it, it's, it's not, um, if you can concentrate on that clean fast as well. Uh, I know the first time around when I fasted, it, it was, there were some days that were really difficult and hard. And, um, but if you can concentrate on getting that clean fast, um, I think right off the bat, um, it, it will make a big difference. Um, it, it may be tough right at first, but that clean fast makes a huge difference. The hunger is not uh, really an issue for me. I may have some stomach growl in the afternoon um, a little bit, but it never lasts for more than 10 or 15 minutes and it's gone. And, and I have no issues um, with um, real major like hangry feelings. I don't have that at all. So, um, you know, just and find some support, definitely be a part of the Fasting Highway Facebook group or other Facebook groups. Find what works for you um, and, and get that support if you and especially if you don't have it with your family, you know, get that support where you can um, to keep yourself encouraged. Yeah, that's fantastic advice. Thank you so much for that. I can't tell you what a pleasure it's been <clears throat> to talk to you today, Marcy. And um, you are a very inspiring person. And I'm sure you're going to inspire a lot of people with this podcast right around the world. Because the key message is that it isn't just all about weight loss either. It's about all the health benefits that come from it and just the things that change in our lives for the better. But Marcy, thank you for joining me here today on the Fasting Highway. Thank you. I appreciate you having me. I'm very honored. Thank you. Thank you so much, Marcy. Bye. Goodbye. Oh, thank you so much, Marcy. Really enjoyed that chat with you and appreciate the time that you've given us today. To give us an insight into what it's like to live an intermittent fasting lifestyle, and you really gave us the message there that it's not just about weight loss, it's about so much more, the health benefits, the non-scale victories, and just everything in between and just how much better intermittent fasting is than traditional diets, which aren't sustainable as we know. And I think most of us that found intermittent fasting have qualified that, and we can go on to a much better life and control our weight. So thank you, Marcy, once again. Also, folks, you heard Marcy there reference the Fasting Highway Facebook group. Uh, please do come and join us there. We've had people from all around the world, uh, all sorts of experience in fasting from beginners to the very experienced over multi-years. Uh, so there's something for everybody. Uh, also, if you do want to get my book, The Fasting Highway, uh, you can do so on Amazon. You can get it in both paperback and Kindle. And thank you to those that already have. Anyway, until next week, folks, uh, be well, be safe, and remember... Clean fasting is everlasting.